welcome back everyone for part two of our conversation with operator and driver instructor Tom Schaefer as he continues to talk about the Greyhound driving experience and the importance of safety and customer service. Yeah, I'll tell you something I found funny, and Frank, I don't know if you know this or not, it may be harder to be a, a Greyhound driver than it is to be a Navy SEAL. Because I was, I was crunching some numbers, and I think that from the time you apply to be a Navy SEAL to the time you graduate a year later, it's like a they have a 10% success factor. And I think our success factor to be a Greyhound driver after like a year is almost is less than 5%. I mean, it kind of gives you a sense yeah. for how much rigor we put into the program and how hard a job it is. It's not yeah. an easy job takes, being a Greyhound it, driver. It takes a special person to do what we do. It really does. Everyone mm-hmm. can do what we do. And I often say you have to want to do this in order to be good at it and to be successful as a Greyhound operator. Right. Mr. Schaefer, tell us a little bit about, I, mean, I have a feeling that you've been successful at a lot of things though in your life can you tell us a little bit about that mindset and and what made you successful as a as a driver listening to drivers that were positive around me because the positivity feeds a person that wants to do good now growing up as a kid growing up as in louisiana as a kid my mother was one of the toughest people that i've ever known My mother always said to me, I don't care what you do in life. You do the best you can. You be the best at whatever you do. Failure is not an option when it comes to anything that you do in life. She said, when you enjoy what you do, you do a better job at what you do. But if you're not happy with what you do, you need to move on and allow someone to have that job or that position that might do a better job than you. Yeah. That has always stuck with me. Yeah. I Amen to that. I mean, you gotta love what you I mean you gotta if you enjoy it, you'll do a hell of a lot better job at it. Exactly. I mean, you know, some people say, well, you know, you 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 drive a bus. You know, you go to the same place all the time. But you don't see the same thing every day. The same things around you don't happen every day. Every day it's a challenge. Mm-hmm. Because you're always going to encounter something out there that's going to pose a hazard to you. But you have to be observative enough to see the mistakes that other people make. And you learn from those mistakes that other people make. Now, see, just the other day, I had two student drivers. We were on the way from Oklahoma City to Wichita, well, Oklahoma City to Amarillo, Texas. The wind was about 50 to 55 miles per hour. (laughs) I've been there. The student driver was having a hard time keeping the bus straight in his lane. But my advice to him was, now you know the wind is blowing from left to right. Anytime someone passes you, especially another big vehicle, 18-wheeler, oh yeah, you need to, a little bit to your right, create space between you and him. Because if a gust of wind comes up and blow him in your direction, at least you have moved and created just a little bit more space cushion between you and him. And just vice versa. If you're passing another slow-moving vehicle that's big like you, you need to move to your left a little bit to create more space between you and him. 
I tell you one thing we'd like to talk on this pod. We really talk a lot about positivity because I think your mindset, especially when you're learning something, is so important. Let me ask you, how do you stay positive? I just don't like to look at the worst in things, uh, in anything that I do. You know, you just, and it goes back to enjoying what you're doing, wanting to be as good as you can be in whatever you do. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to set the right type of example for the people around you. And in order for me to be a good instructor, I have to be an example setter for people around me. And when they see that, they will say that, you know, I see a lot of what I would like to be in you. You have to be able to teach people how to be positive, how to think positive. Because, you know, they always say if you hang around people that are negative all the time, then you're going to end up picking up their habits. But if you hang around with people that are always positive, that that thinks the best about everything, mm-hmm. then you will learn from those people. I don't think there's anything wrong with a, a, a healthy amount of skepticism. I really don't. Um, I th- it's okay to believe that something can, can happen and take place, sure. But I think also at the same time, just like you said, Mr. Schaefer, in terms of being a safe driver, uh, there's a, I think there's a skepticism about the whether the other drivers around you are safe or going to conduct conduct themselves in a safe way. If you operate in that manner, then you you operate with a level of caution necessary to stay safe. We well, see that's one of the reasons why you know I tell drivers as well. You have to be a what if person. What if this person is not paying attention to what they're doing? What if mm-hmm. this person is trying to text while they're driving? Right. What if they are not properly rested. And see, when you're a what-if person, that keeps your mind on the edge, and it keeps you alert. Okay, just what if this person is not doing you know, what they're supposed to do? Because believe it or not, there's a lot of commercial vehicle operators out there that are, are texting. They are just not paying attention, and they'll be over in the lane on you before you know it. Mm. That's one of the reasons why you have to say what if. What's your approach to customer service and customer safety? I guess more on the customer service side. Let's go there. Well, you know, there's rules and regulations that the company has set forth, and this is how we expect you to treat our customers. You don't just treat customers, you know, with respect, dignity, just because Greyhound say do it. You do it because it's a part of you. Mm -hmm. Going to growing up as a kid, my mother used to tell me it's easier to be nice to a person than it is to be nasty to someone. Because when you're being nasty to someone, you have to completely change yourself. But when you're being nice to someone, it is so much easier. It takes less stress mm-hmm. to be nice to a person than it is to be rude. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm just one of those people. I, I just love people. But at the same time, our customers, they have a role to play as a customer, just as well as we have a role to play as the operator of the bus. They have to treat other people like human beings with respect as well, I think. Because, I mean, you know, just because you buy a ticket to ride our buses, that does not give you the right to come on the bus and take over. Right. You know, and I don't, you know, out of, out of 36 years, now some drivers make the statement, well, you know, if I have to, I put the passenger off. That is something that I have never, ever used. Those words I have never used 
putting a passenger off the bus. My thing is, That's if remarkable. you decide to abide by the rules and regulations, I'll ask you very nicely to leave the bus. Now, if you choose not to cooperate, I'll get someone on board to assist you off. That is not a threat. You cannot tell a passenger, if I catch you smoking or drinking on this bus, I'm going to do this, this, and this. Right. You're threatening that car. Now, if someone gets out of line on the bus, the driver should not, and I repeat this, the driver should not call that passenger out in front of everyone else. Hmm. You ask the customer, sir, ma'am, can I speak with you a minute? You tell that customer, now, sir, look, there are rules and regulations that we have set forth on this bus. I'm asking you very nicely to just abide by the rules and regulations. And usually that solves the problem. But if you get into a, an argument with a customer, that's where you went wrong. Now, how many people do you think that I've had to remove themselves from the bus in 36 years? Over, under, on, I'll take, I'll take under 50. Under 50, okay. Um, Frank, what do you say? I'll, I'll take under 10. Four. I have asked to leave the bus, and I remember all four of those people till this day. You notice I didn't say I put them off. I don't put people off the bus. I ask you to leave. You've done something that was completely outside of the law, not just Greyhound's policy. Do you think we train all of our drivers in that same way of handling those type of situations? Because Now, I don't know what everybody else do, but, but Mike, when I'm doing driver training, you know, uh, route break-in, I talk about everything, everything. I talk to them about how to deal with customers. I tell them how to, to deal with any type of situation that you can, can, can encounter on this bus. I talk all day long, but I don't just look at it as talking. I look at it as teaching. Right. Because I'm going to cover everything. I, I had a driver uh, today talk to me about uh, route break-in and the cubbing process and how uh, she feels like more drivers need to do, do more instruction and not just help the driver get their hours. Can you talk to us a little bit oh, about no, that? No. It's more to route break-in than just sitting there and just getting hours. When I'm doing route break-in, I go over everything when it comes to merging traffic. If I, you know, the, the driver gets themselves in a situation where you see this vehicle coming. Now, you don't know what his intentions are. You have to pay attention to every little detail that that uh, person makes when they're coming onto the freeway, you know, it's, it's positioning, it, you know, it's, and when it comes to, to making turns anywhere, if you're going to make a turn anywhere out here on the road or inner city, there's three things that I teach drivers that you must do in order to be successful in making the turn. You approach the turn, you analyze the turn. Now, analyzing the turn simply means look the turn over and see exactly what you're faced with. And when you get there, you execute the turn because your mind is already made up. You know exactly what you need to do and how you need to do it. You know when you need to start making the turn. You need to know why you position that bus that particular way up on approach in order to make a successful turn without hitting the curve 
but without making someone back up to let you complete your turn. Positioning is everything. If you don't position it right, you start out in the wrong position, you're going to end up in the wrong position. How long do you think it takes a student to learn the tricks of the trade or become proficient it, it, in those it, kind of turns? It, it depends on the student, Mike. I mean, because everyone right. learns different. You know, if you see that, that, that one student may not be getting it a certain way, you have to use a different approach. Everyone learns differently. Some mm -hmm. people catch on so quick. Some people, it takes a little bit of time. That's where we have to be patient as instructors to see the potential in a, in, a, in a student and work with that student to see to it that they get it. And another thing I teach these, these students, I tell them, everything that I'm giving you now are the tools that you're going to need to operate this bus out here safely by yourself. Every decision that you make from this day forward is on you. I've given you everything that you need to operate right. this bus safely and to take care of these people that are sitting behind you. But one thing I cannot do is drive this bus for you. When you say that so to them, how do they take it? I mean, what, what kind of response do you get? Because you just kind of laid some heavy stuff on them. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's a huge responsibility, uh, Mike. Oh, yeah. It's a huge Tremendous. And you have to, to, to think about what you're getting yourself into. Now, it's not to deter them. It's to let them know this is something serious. And I tell them, this job that you're getting ready to, the responsibility that you're getting ready to take on, it is tougher than a pilot flying a plane, even though we do the same thing. We transport passengers from point A to point B. Now, a pilot, once he gets the plane off the ground, get it to cruising altitude, all he has to do is just put it on autopilot and it basically flies itself. Have you yep. ever heard of a pilot worry about a, another plane running a light and hitting it? No. Have you? But nope. our drivers have to be concerned about someone running a traffic light and hitting them. That's why you read intersections before you cross them. That's why you anticipate the changing of, of, of stay or green light. See, it's, 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 it's a lot more stressful of what we do than what they do. But we have to make sure that we give our drivers the best that we can give them. And we have to see to it that we continue to follow up with the type of training that we've given them. And I, I think that's things that uh, that make some of our you know new people just walk away because they feel as though once they have gotten out of school, they've basically been thrown out there you know by themselves to the wolves. And you know, hey, either you make it or you don't. You know, but if they mm -hmm. know that they have someone there that can that they can can uh, can call whenever they need you know uh, to or they if they need advice about something, yeah. And I know that's where your mentoring program comes in, you know, but. Uh, you know, I give every student driver my phone number or or card. Yeah. All right, I know you, you do. Ever, I will be right here for you. I don't care whether it's, and I get called at 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning. My wife sometimes says, uh, but now who is that calling you at 3 o'clock in the morning? But it's one of the students <laughs> that, need, that needs some kind of, and I tell them, I don't care who you are, and not only just Dallas-based drivers, Memphis, Tennessee-based drivers, Jackson, Mississippi drivers, any driver that right. I come in contact with, that's a new student, I walk up to them and I give them my card. If you ever need help with anything, feel free to call me. I don't care what time it is. I know we can continue on. I guess, Tom, we're going to have to come. We'll have to get you back on here in a couple of weeks, maybe a couple of months. Yes. Thanks, for, thanks for making the time.
and I will be more than happy to join you, gentlemen. Well, that just about wraps this one up, but Mike and Frank, before we uh, end this conversation, any recaps? Well, I think first of all, I think the first thing jumps at me, this needs to be required listening for anybody going to our new driver training schools. Uh, we've got we got 80 people going to school this week in Dallas, and we actually sent this out as a precursor for those people to understand, to learn this, because the, the things that Tom tells us are, you know, A, they're quite smart and quite, they're, they're B, they're very important when it comes to safety. Frank, anything else you took away from it? Yeah, I, I definitely agree with the safety. I mean, uh, the theme of the thing, of the podcast for, for Tom was all about safety, customer service, and having a positive can-do mindset. So, uh, um, you know, Mr. Schaefer is a perfect example of all those uh, criteria. Yeah, that, that mindset is just so important in everything you do. And he said, Tom brings it every day. He does. There, there's not one day I've ever met Tom where he's not had that positive mindset where he brings his heart and his soul to everything he does. And I know that the people I've met in Dallas really do appreciate what he does every day. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Much respect for Mr. Schaefer. Yeah. And then next week, just so you know, we got another great driver out of California. Frank, I'm kicking you. I'm beating you on the guest booking league. I got Reggie Evans signed up uh, to be with us next week. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that as well. All right. I've got a secret guest. I haven't told you yet, but he'll be coming. Well, you guys have a great, safe weekend. All right. You too. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we want to thank you all for tuning in for today's podcast. Again, it's a podcast with no name, but we do know it is all about the drivers. So join us next time when we, as we continue to talk about the driver experience at Greyhound.